The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. I believe in the Minnesota Vikings. I picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. And again, that's not me sucking up to anybody, uh, particularly not our guest, Christopher Gates from the Daily Norseman here, SB Nation's home for Minnesota Vikings content. Chris, I'm serious. I picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Over the Buffalo Bills, all my co- cohorts around here laughed at me, poked at me, said, that's so stupid, this and that, whatever. Look at us, you and me. We did this, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us here on the SB Nation NFL Show. I am grateful for whatever role I have played in the Vikings currently being 6-1. and one. I'm guessing it's not a very large one, but you know, I'm just happy to contribute. You know, Just keep grinding and uh, keep getting better every day. Well, then who do you... Um attribute most of the success to right now i mean the vikings are six is it you know kevin o'connell is it kirk cousins i picked cousins uh before michael irvin did to win mvp um because i thought like i i believe in this offense and i thought if that offense is successful there's a story there you got to have a little bit of a narrative kind of coming out of nowhere kirk was fantastic he put on the wheels uh on, on sunday afternoon against the cardinals <laughs> he sure did every time that guy scrambles he looks like bambi trying to make her way across the ice in the uh, old disney cartoon it's kind of awkward but uh yeah, he got the job done. But, you know, as far as the Vikings being six and one, as opposed to where they were at this time last year, I, I think you got to give the credit to Kevin O'Connell. It's just a completely different uh, vibe, a completely different feel around this team uh, than what we had last year. Uh, somebody just posted the stat uh, a little bit ago on social media. Uh, the Vikings played in 14 one score games last year, and they went six and eight in those games last year. Uh, this year they played in five. <clears throat> Uh, five one-score games, and they are five and zero. Oh. So that uh, that has a lot to do with uh, with culture and whatnot, I think, and you know, just believing that you can go out there and win when everything uh, isn't going perfectly for you. It seemed like last year, for whatever reason, there were issues with Zimmer and some of the people in that <laughs> locker room. It certainly seemed like he was no fan of Kirk Cousins. We've had other players recently come out and talk about how there were things going on behind the scenes. Do you get the sense that 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 was a bigger issue last year than maybe we knew at the time? And then obviously with Zimmer gone now, those problems are gone. I think it really was. I mean, we saw the story with uh, Cameron Dantzler that came out this last week where apparently he saw Zimmer at the uh, Vikings facilities during a time when he was dealing with injury and said, "Uh, Coach, you don't talk to me anymore now that I'm injured. And Zimmer's response was, I don't talk to guys that are injured, which seems weird. I mean, the the guys, the guys still on the roster and everything. So, you know, you should uh, you should talk to him, whatnot. But I think Zimmer got to the point kind of like Denny Green got to uh, toward the end of his time in Minnesota, where, you know, you're most coaches coach for so long and the message eventually gets a little stale and stops getting through and whatnot. And, you know, I, I think that the change was needed. I don't think Mike Zimmer is necessarily a bad football coach. I just don't think it was sustainable for him to be the head coach in Minnesota any longer, just for those reasons that we were talking about. Yeah, I do think there was, um, I hate to call it magic, but but early on in the Zimmer era, the, the Teddy Bridgewater, you know, injury and, and obviously the Adrian Peterson situation, there was this like, you know, like I guess reputation of like overcoming persevering like everybody kind of roots for that coach and you do kind of feel like you know nothing is over when that coach is in charge um you mentioned the word culture and kind of the, the story that you and, and Sats were just talking about um the, a story that's come out in the in, in the fallout of this game um I say fallout no, no pun intended because Patrick Peterson kind of you know clapped at, at the Arizona Cardinals um obviously you don't cover the Cardinals for a straight SB Nation but it does seem like there was some really bad blood between he and, and, and the Cardinals organization, even talking about how they left whatever it was letters on, on, on his in his locker, like a fans getting all pissed off at him and things like that. 
Um, it, it does seem like like the Vikings have built something that that is is no longer toxic, is no longer clunky, is no longer gross. It's, it's just sustainable. And, and, I, and to your point, I think that has a lot to do with their success. I think it does. I mean, you know, Kevin O'Connell, he's the second youngest coach in the NFL right now, and he's he's got a different perspective on things. And, you know, they they had to make the decision on Cousins uh, going into this season, what they wanted to do with him. And uh, Kevin O'Connell convinced uh, management and the ownership that he could win with Kirk Cousins and the the rosters that was mostly constructed now. So they brought uh, Peterson back. They brought in Zadarius Smith, who might be the best free agent signing of the offseason for anybody with the way uh, he's playing right now. And, you know, they, they just, things are just different than they were last year. Then, uh, and, and yeah, I think Kevin O'Connell is probably the biggest part of that. So what's the outlook for this team the rest of the way now? They're six and one. Nobody else in the division is over 500. Are you willing to say that the division is theirs? And, and what's sort of the ceiling for this team? Well, I mean, as, as a Vikings fan, we know better than to kind of jump the gun on these sorts of things. If you think back to years like uh, 2016, they started out 5-0 and and wound up missing the playoffs because they went 8-8 eight and eight and just completely fell apart uh, the second part of the year. But uh, like I said, this team is different. I, I do think they're going to, uh, to win the NFC North pretty handily, uh, and they're probably going to be one of the top three seeds uh, in the NFC. Uh, whatever's going on in the NFC South, I think they're going to kind of be at the bottom of the uh, division winners, but they should be one of the top three seeds in the playoffs, unless they just, like I said, completely fall apart or uh, Kirk Cousins gets hurt, which has never happened in his career. So uh, hopefully it won't start now, but yeah, they, this team is probably looking at uh, 11 or 12 wins and a division championship and a, uh, a return to the postseason. I, well, shout out to you and I, Christopher. We're the only ones who believe. <laughs> Nobody else around about? here. Um, we did it. Uh, Christopher Gates from Espionation's <laughs> Daily Norseman. Check out the Daily Norseman for all your Minnesota Vikings coverage and needs. Christopher, thank you so much for joining us. Um, enjoy the win. You're not going to have one in a couple of weeks in the Cowboys. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I had forgotten the Cooper Rush thing until you brought it up again. So now I'm uh, traumatized. I'm going to have to go and uh, lay down here for a bit. I think. <laughs> That's my job. Enjoy your siesta. Thank you, Christopher. Have a great thank rest you. of your, uh, your holiday. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.